Faith Legacy starts here. You're listening to the 3D Legacy Podcast, where we encourage and empower you to build a legacy of faith in your children and the next generation. Hello, 3D Legacy, and welcome to our final um, podcast of the Faith Experiment series, where we're really exploring how to make faith real in our homes. And so thinking and praying about this last episode, and you know, we've talked about doing devotions as a family and praying and developing prayer warriors and teaching our kids what true listening really means and how he can fix things that are broken and how to repair broken relationships. These are just things that we're trying out in our homes and trying to view things differently when we are encountered with these day-to-day situations. So um, I thought of no better verse and no better passage to start today off with um, than from Deuteronomy 6. I love, love this passage of scripture because it tells so much about living a life of faith, not just living a life of faith, but passing that faith from generations to generations. Even though we've entitled this and I've called this faith experiments, truly this is really just making faith work in your home, making faith a part of everything you do. Because faith is not an experiment. Faith is the real thing. Faith is life. Faith is what we need to have now, how that gets laid out and how that gets fleshed out and lived out in our families. That's that's a different matter entirely. However, faith itself is something that we cling to. Faith is everything. Our faith in God is absolutely everything. And so how we get that to happen in our homes and how we get our kids to really believe and make those commitments of faith, well, that starts here at home. And so how do we make that faith real? How do we make that faith practical in our home? So I'm just going to read a little bit to you from Deuteronomy 6. Um, this is just a um, talking to the Israelites and how they are remembering just their exodus from Egypt and how God delivered them from slavery. Um, how they crossed the Red Sea, walking in the wilderness. And so... Um, I'm going to kind of skip around in the chapter, but starting with 6.1, it says, Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all of his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well for you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorsteps of your house and on your gates. 
And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you with great and good cities that you did not build and houses full of all good things that you did not fill and cisterns that you did not dig and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. And when you eat and are full, then take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. It is the Lord you got, your God you shall, shall fear. Him you shall serve and by his name you shall swear. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are around you. For the Lord your God in your midst is a jealous God. Lest the anger of the Lord your God be kindled against you and he destroy you from off the face of the earth. When your son, skipping over to verse 20, when your son asks you in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord shows signs and wonders, great and grievous, against Egypt and Pharaoh and all of his household before our eyes. And he brought us from there, that he might bring us in and give us the land that he swore to our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as we are this day. And it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all this commandment before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. Wow, there's so, so much I can unpack here. And truly, I started to read and I had, you know, plotted out the verses I was going to read, but I, it was just so good. I had to read, well, the majority of chapter six. But um, I would encourage you, even before you listen to the rest of this, that you just go back and read it again and let those words really come to life for you. Because as we read them and as we read scripture, we have to remember that God's word is living, that it's alive, that it brings life to you. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit just illuminates those scriptures to you because just what um, Moses is speaking of and what he's commanding the people is a journey that walk along the road that we're starting. This is we've we've come out from this and now we're going here to the promised land. And I love just I could probably spend days and hours just talking about all the wonderful things that we can learn just simply from that journey, that very real journey that the Israelites took. But as I was reading this, one thing that just really stuck out at me is just that walk along the road, that journey of faith that we have with our families. And it's not just our single solitary journey of faith, but you'll notice several times that Moses mentions your son and your son's son. And we can also say our daughter and our daughter's daughter. It talks about generations and generations into your families and how the importance of passing on that legacy of faith, that importance of remembrance that Moses commands he commands the people to remember, to think about it, to remember God's faithfulness, that he brought you out of this. So quickly we forget, and it just even a song I listened to this morning the, um, from called Remember by Brian and Katie Torwald. I hope I said that right. I love, love them. But just remembering who God is, remembering his faithfulness, remembering what he has done in the past 
because that is our declaration for the future. That is our declaration to keep moving along the road. When we remember what he has done and how good he is, and we remember his promises and his faithfulness, we are able to walk forward in freedom. We are able to walk forward with our goal in mind because truly in our journey and in our walk along the road, the destination is always him. It's always to know him more. Every single road leads to him because he is everything. He is absolutely everything. And so when we remember all of those things that he has done, all of who he is, and we remind ourselves and our children and our families of who he is, and we make a point We make a point in a concerted, intentional effort of letting our kids know who God is and what he has done. Well, that changes everything. And that brings that legacy of faith, that 3D legacy of faithfulness and teaching our kids what faith is really all about. So that's kind of the heart here. Um, So now let's take it from conceptual to practical. Um, And just words that have been floating through my head, and I did a blog post about it. It's on um, the 3D Legacy website, um, www.3dlegacy.org. Subscribe, make sure that you sign up um, because you'll be getting some exciting freebies that are coming your way. Just wait, tools and practical things to help you as you journey with faith with your children. But the words that came to me were minutes, moments, and seasons. And I kind of talked a little bit about the whole moments and seasons in the blog post that, you know, just, you know, there's an end goal. Like, it's like we we're using, we're throwing those words a lot around in this season um, just to say, you know, it's just a season. It's just a moment. Oh, those moments pass. Oh, there. And so we're talking that like, just basically that the suffering that we're going through has an end date. But I want us to kind of just rethink that whole minute moment in seasons concept just for a minute, just to allow our perspective to shift just a little bit to think about how we can make those minutes, moments, and seasons as we walk along the road to use those minutes, moments, and seasons to remind our children, to remind ourselves, our families, the faithfulness of God. So a couple of practical, very, very practical things that you can even do even today. So first of all, I want to talk about minutes because that kind of is like a, a small definition of time. We know that, okay, minutes, like I, it's something I can calculate something here. It's just in my mind, I'm trying to like process this out, but minutes are just a defined moment in time. So one thing I would love for you to experiment with is the three minute rule. Now I've talked, I've put up something about the three minute rule before, but just to remind, and I maybe even talked about it before. I don't remember, but the three minute rule is just simply making the most of three minute chunks of the day. The three minutes when your children get up, there is three minutes that you're before your children go to bed. And then the three minutes when they get done with school or when they come home from school. For a lot of us, I know that's going to look like, well, when they shut shut down their computer at the end of the day. But making those minutes count on those three-minute rule as a way to remind our kids of God's faithfulness. So simply taking the first three minutes of the morning when they wake up to make that connection moment for them that, my child, you are wonderful, you are great, and God 
God has amazing things for you. He is good. He is faithful. Not just using it as a time really to affirm who they are, but to mostly affirm who God is because God has created them. And when you affirm who God is in their life, their their self-affirmation then meets and rises to that affirmation, if that makes any sense. Um, because we, we spend a lot of time, you hear a lot of time with, you know, you know, affirm who they are, affirm who they are, but at the same time you affirm who they are, but also giving that affirmation purpose that God has made you fearfully and wonderfully. God has created you for a purpose. Um, God has beautiful things for your life. He has greater things for your life. So just reminding them of those promises. God has been faithful to us. He's going to continue to be faithful to us in the future. So using those th- that three-minute rule, the three minutes after they wake up, giving them time, using that time just to really connect with them and love on them and declare those promises. Three minutes after they're done from school, or if you have kids that are not in school yet, just like at a determined point of the day when they get up from their nap or um, when they're done watching a TV show or something like that, just a, like another three minute like in the middle of the day. Um, and then that three minutes before they go to bed to once again, as they you declare before they go to sleep and before they lie down, just like it says in Deuteronomy, when you get up and when you lie down, using that three minutes just to declare those promises before they go to sleep, before they lay their heads down to fill their heads with that goodness before they they sleep and letting that just kind of marinate in their soul overnight. So that's a three-minute rule, just something very practical, something logical that you can do in your homes to build that faith legacy. The next one are moments. So minutes, moments, seasons. The next one would be moments. Now with moments, um, that's kind of not a there's no timestamp on it, if you will, but there it's a shorter period of time. So thinking about how we can capitalize and use those shorter moments of time that we have um, during the day to really use that time to build a faith legacy. So one very practical thing is we spend a lot of time in the car going, well, actually not as much anymore. We used to, <laughs> not as much anymore. But going from here to there and going to piano lessons or going to tennis or going to um, going to the store or wherever it is we're going. But using that minute, I know sometimes I just want to you know, just turn on the music and drown out the yelling or whatever, or just taking a couple of minutes just to, just to breathe, you know, in the craziness of the day, but using car time effectively, using car time to even build relationship because they are a captive audience, unless they have phones in front of them, then maybe not as captive, but they're captive audience. They have nowhere to go nothing to do except be there with you. So using that time to build conversation, to develop a relationship, because you can tell them all about, you know, God's faithfulness all day long and declare that faithfulness. And that's, yes, you should do that. But at the same time, you also need to be building relationship with your child and showing them an outflow of that affirmation, that identity that you have in Christ too. When you're speaking of God's faithfulness and then you're getting in the car and you're talking about, oh, I, 
you know, oh, we have this and oh, we're so busy and oh, this is terrible and this is bad and da, 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 da. That's not really affirming what you're saying at the beginning of the day. Not saying that everything has to be peaches and roses and ice cream and whatever, but at the same time, just, you know, talking about even if you have a hard situation that you're talking about, yeah, I know that you had a bad day at school. So what can we do? We what well, This is what we're reminded of, that these seasons happen. But you, sorry, kind of went on a, on a tangent there. But hopefully you're getting the point that, you know, using that car time to build relationship and talk about how, you know, just the things that are going on in their lives, using that time that when they can, when they open up to you and um, to use that time to affirm them, which is pretty awesome. Also using a moment. So car time, just capitalizing on that car time that we spend so much time sometimes there. Um, and using that just to build relationships so that what when we do speak of God's faithfulness, it's something that they can see evident in your life as well and through relationship because God is a relational God. He works through relationships. The next one is alone time, even talk like giving us, giving ourselves and giving our children alone time. It is incredibly healthy to give them some time to say, you know, go up in your room. And I want you to pray. I want you to just take this moment and talk to Jesus. Um, sometimes I'll, you know, give my kids a predetermined amount of time, like, oh, five minutes or 10 minutes. And inevitably, like, they'll come down beforehand and say, I'm done. This is what I have. So I stopped kind of putting a time limit on it and started to make it more of a, you know, just talk to God about this, talk to, and just seeing like, and having them grow and develop that relationship there, but giving them alone time, alone time, not just to do devotions or to read the Bible or pray, but also, you know, alone time to create and letting that be just ways that they are building their faith as well, that they're reminded of God's promises. And like, as you're inputting that into their heads and then giving them alone time to just really sit and reflect and think and meditate upon that, that's really powerful. It's really awesome. And obviously a little, a lot easier as they get older, but even with my three-year-old, you know, just even, you know, spending some time, just like giving them some time to like, you know, work together puzzles and then interjecting a comment that, oh, you know, look at you. And then God made the animals and God made this and, oh, look, and we're seeing the picture. That's so cool. You know, just different things like that. So letting them have, you know, making those, those moments purposeful, those alone time moments, not just sending them up to their room to do whatever, but just giving them purpose in that alone time as well. And then also, you know, family time, using that time to build relationship, because as I've said, you know, God works the relationship. And so when they are seeing that, you know, in your home, that there's delight, that there's delight in each other. They're going to believe those promises when you say that God delights in you because they're going to have that feeling of delight. They're going to understand what delight is because they have it there with their family. So if you have a game night or if you have a, you know, a movie night or something like that, those moments of delight give kids a taste of delight in the Lord. They give kids a taste of all the goodness that God has for them. So using those moments on purpose, you making those moments purposeful that they are to build up the faith of our kids and not any moment is lesser than another. Not any, it, they're all 
with that purpose of building relationship and helping our children remember and know the faithfulness of God. And the last way to, that we walk along the road, because remember, it's it's a journey, and we capitalize and we use those minutes, those moments, but then also those seasons. Um, we're getting into school season right now. Um, so, you know, it's August and school starting for many of us next week. For many of us, um, it's remote and there's, it's just a season. Some of us, um, I know even here with us, we just even found that out at 3.30 yesterday um, that we're going to be full remote when we weren't planning on it, but God is good and we're going to keep trucking forward and it's going to be awesome. But um, yeah, there's there's just, it's seasons that we take those minutes because those are all part of that journey as we're getting closer and closer and closer to the heart of God. And sometimes like there's long stretches of journey, like, you know, minutes are kind of like those sprints on the road or moments are even like those, those sprints or those jogs, but seasons can sometimes just be that long uphill climb. And just want to encourage you that just like there are seasons in nature, there are seasons in our homes, and each of them, they may not be exactly what we want at that time, but God makes all of those seasons beautiful. And he is using all of those different seasons to work out the ultimate purpose and beautiful blessing that he has on your family. We're getting getting to be into fall, which is exciting. Um, I know a lot of people, I myself included, just love, love, love fall and all of the wonderful things it brings. And fall, like to me, symbolizes, you know, rest and reflection and just that time of unification in my household. I know that I've been putting out a bunch of stuff about unity and peace and everything in your household and what that looks like. And fall really seems to be the time to do that. Um, as we gather together for different things, you know, Thanksgiving or, you know, bonfires and different things like that and going to pumpkin patches. And like, it's just really that time of uniting together um, and just that rest and that reflecting upon the year and enjoyment. And that's a season. Winter kind of means like hiddenness and isolation, but it's also a time of dreaming and thinking about the year to come and goal setting and future. All of those things like, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, <laughs> but spring, you know, you've got the growth, you've got the new life, you're birthing new things, new things are happening in summer, abundance and enjoyment and marching forward into that purpose. Spiritually, our lives are the same that we have seasons where we're resting and we're reflecting, we're uniting together. And then there's times, there's seasons that we are hidden, we're isolated, but we use those times for dreaming and thinking about all the good things that God has for us. With growth, We have times of growth and new life and birthing, and we have times of abundance and enjoyment and marching forward together. Each season has its purpose. We can't always be marching forward. We can't always be dreaming. We can't always be reflecting. But with every season, just like it says in Ecclesiastes, every season has its purpose. There's nothing new or the sun. There's a time for this and a time for that. Um, and so when we think about seasons and then the season that we're getting through, that it's not wasted 
it's not, um, even though it might not be what we imagined or looked like or even like, this season has a purpose. And I think just if we look through all of it, that are the seasons and walking along the road and minutes and moments, that all of these have the ultimate purpose of getting us closer to God and getting us to our end goal, which is God and God alone. And so when we think about this season that we're going into, and we think and reflect on God's faithfulness to us, let this be a time, let this be a season, in, especially in a time where I know that many of us are feeling stressed out, worried, anxious, all natural feelings. But let this be a season of reflection. Let this be a season of rest in coming together with people in our homes and in our families and reflecting on the goodness of God and how and let allowing him to be faithful. Sometimes when we're thinking, well, he's not, it's, he's not doing this, he's not doing that, he's, you know, we tend to forget that when he has been faithful and it kind of doesn't allow him to be as, you know, I, he always works and he's always faithful, but we don't get to see that faithfulness as much if we're so worried about how he's, how we don't think he's faithful right at the moment. But the truth is, is he's always faithful, always faithful. So letting this be a time that we reflect with our kids, that we remember, that we take those moments and those minutes within this season and just let this be a time of reflection as we walk along the road as we teach our kids that God is good, that God is faithful, that we show them that through relationship and just use this time to come together as a family and love each other and show that faithfulness and that enjoyment and that delight in each other. I believe that God will be glorified so beautifully in this season. I know that we it's very easy to look ahead to the next, but let's take some time, and I'm speaking to myself too right now, take some time to just really enjoy this season with our families, to rest, to reflect, to unite together, and let this be a season that we are remembering God's faithfulness and letting this be a launching point too because God has big things for our family really big things, greater things, amazing things. And when we make that choice right now to pause and reflect and think about all the good and faithful things he has for us, that sets us up for new things. That sets us up for greater things. That sets us up to walk into our purpose in obedience of all wonderful things that he has for us. I know you hear me harping on again and again, and I use that word a lot, greater things, and how God has designed us and created us to live a life abundantly. But we do that, and how that happens is that walk along the road when we recognize his faithfulness to us, even when we're feeling worried and isolated and anxious and maybe even depressed or sad, continually reminding us fixing our mind on God's faithfulness and sometimes our heart needs to catch up and that's okay but declaring that faithfulness and saying that you know in this season in this season I'm going to declare your faithfulness God I'm going to trust you 
when it doesn't look the way I want it to look, when it doesn't, when everything is different and not normal. God, that I know that you're doing something new, you're doing something beautiful, and let this be a season to reflect, unite, so that our family can move forward in purpose, that we can dream together for all the wonderful things that you have for us and what you're calling us into, that we don't want to live just an ordinary existence, but Lord, that you're going to do extraordinary things in our family and call us into something greater than we could have imagined. Friends, God has something great for your family. And i not saying any specifics because I really don't know because what it looks like for every single family is different. But know that he has great things for you. And as you walk along the road, take advantage of these minutes and these moments and enjoy the seasons. Enjoy the seasons that he has put you in because he's setting you up because your faithfulness in this season is going to yield a harvest in the next so when we're faithful in this season to rest, unite, and give, just just to breathe. And even, <laughs> I know it'll be hard with homeschool and all that good stuff, but just taking a moment, breathing, and saying, God, you're faithful. Letting that be the ground that we work from to make everything, our soil ready for when God puts new things in that they are allowed to grow. Let's reflect on his faithfulness. Let's reflect on his goodness. And let's get to know him more as we walk along the road and do and get ready for what he is calling us to. Hopefully I've tied this all together with a pretty bow for you. Um, just you know, it kind of went in a lot of different directions, but I just really hope this and pray this encourages you today. As we walk along the road, as we make God great in our homes, as we go into this new season, that we'll take advantage of the minutes and the moments and try these faith things out in our homes and see what God does. God is faithful and God is good. And we try it when we try out these practical things in our homes and we see him really moving, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. So excited for all these things to come. It may look different, but God is going to use it for his glory. Amen. So let me pray for you and then we'll sign off on the faith experiment series and get us prepared for the next one that you'll see pretty soon. So the good to great series is going to be coming next. Um, so I'm really, really excited. Um, just really to go into that. So heavenly father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. And as we use this season, Lord, to reflect on your goodness and faithfulness, when we take those minutes in the morning and in the evening and the afternoon, when we take those moments in the car or along the road or alone time or time together, Lord, when we take those moments that all culminate into seasons, Lord, that Jesus, that your name will be glorified, that we will tell our kids of your faithfulness so that they can pass that faith and that love and that delight and that relationship from generation to generation. God, you are so good. You are so good, and we want to make your name great in our homes. We thank you, Jesus, for all you've done for us and all that you are. In your name, amen. Love you guys. Praying for you continually as we make God great. 3D Legacy, Faith Legacy starts here.